Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that will help you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. Together, for you. Welcome to episode 37 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. If you are just joining me and haven't met me yet, I am a family physician in Canada and British Columbia. I'm also an obesity medicine physician, and I'm a weight loss coach for physicians who are working on developing freedom from their own weight struggles for the rest of their life. Today, I want to talk about self-doubt and how to turn it around so that it stops getting in your way of weight loss and probably other areas of your life. I'm going to give you some tools to have a different look at what self-doubt is and what it does to you. Um, and how it might be impacting you. But before we get to the actual content, I want you to email me. So what I want is for you to send me an email and let me know what is working. What are you finding most helpful on this podcast? But I also want you to let me know what is still difficult for you. What are the areas that you're getting kind of caught in in your weight loss process? Uh, And whether you're a physician or not, if you're listening, I want you to send me an email, info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. I'm going to use the questions and the topics to help guide my future topics that I develop for the podcast. So if you want this podcast to be the most helpful for you, send me an email so I know what that would be, what, what you particularly need help in, and I can make sure that I help you. Okay, so the email is info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. Send me an email and I'm going to collect them all and make sure that I make this podcast as most helpful as it can be for everybody. All right, so I was just out on a run and was doing something. I often have a lot of podcast ideas come to me when I'm running. Um, And over this past, say, four or five months, I found I've had more uh, more food cravings and things like that I've just had to be more aware of again. Um, and I think this is a really good example of when you're doing this uh, weight loss work that we're talking about, <clears throat> and I talk about managing your weight long term, losing weight and keeping it off, which I think is all of our goals. But the reality is when you do this work, it's not that you do it once and then it's done. You do the work and then new things crop up and you have to process them and you have to work on them and figure them out and keep going. Um, And so I think this is a really good example of this is for the past four or five months, I've found more of those cravings and behaviors slipping back in at times and I've had to be aware and I've been trying to figure them out. And what I was really working on figuring out is what emotion is it? that I am trying to not experience. So what emotion am I trying to move away from that makes me end up overeating or eating when I'm not hungry or eating off my plan? And I kind of narrowed it down to restlessness. I felt this sense of kind of being restless when those things were happening. And on the run today, it came to me kind of like a lightning bolt is it's not restless. That's not the underlying emotion. That's one of the surface emotions. It's self-doubt. And so I want everybody who's ever had imposter syndrome to raise their hand because I'm pretty sure most of you 
will raise your hand. And in fact, if you are a physician and you've never had imposter syndrome, send me an email and tell me about it because uh, I think it's so universal to most people that I talk to. I'd be really interested if you've, if there's any of you out there who've never experienced it. But so I realized that what is driving this restlessness is actually self-doubt. And really this past six months of me uh, developing this podcast and really putting myself out there, which is not my normal behavior. That's not what I usually would have done. And like I said on the a couple podcasts ago, if you'd asked me a year ago if I would have been the host of a podcast, I would have thought you were crazy because it was so outside of my kind of more introverted norm. And so all these things have really pushed me. And anytime you're pushing yourself and you're developing new skills and you're doing things that you haven't done before, it will generate self-doubt or it often generates self-doubt, I should say. And it's a really interesting emotion because I think self-doubt has a lot of impact on us, both on our weight and in other areas of our life. And I think it's really worthwhile just sitting down and chatting about it a little bit. So the way I think about it is self-doubt can impact your weight in a couple different ways. Number one, and we talked a little bit about this in episode 35, the one about setting really useful goals, is self-doubt about your ability to lose weight often negatively impacts your weight loss. So if you don't believe that you can lose weight and if you don't practice believing that you can lose weight and get to the goal where you want to be, you're probably not going to get there. Um, that self-doubt and that disbelief in yourself will end up sabotaging yourself and you'll stop or uh, struggle and not be able to figure it out. So self-doubt can impact your weight loss just if the self-doubt is about your weight loss. Uh, The other area is self-doubt in other areas of your life can impact your weight loss if they drive overeating. So that's something that I just realized is really the core thing that has in the past six months been the most likely thing to drive me to eat when I'm not hungry is self-doubt. And it's, you know, worrying that am I the right person to be sitting here and talking on a podcast, Uh, things like that. So it's generally self-doubt about the newer things that I'm doing. The one thing I have to say that I don't have any self-doubt about is my ability to help people when I get on the phone or on a video conference with them one-on-one. I have no self-doubt that if I get on the phone with you that I can help you figure out your weight and make you have an entirely different relationship with your weight and food. Uh, And that's awesome because that's what I do, that, that I'm a weight loss coach for physicians. So I have a very good level of confidence, don't really doubt my ability to do that, but there's all the other areas of developing a new business and getting a podcast out there, etc., that creates a lot of self-doubt for me. And really, self-doubt is the same thing as the imposter syndrome, like what I mentioned before. Uh, and I vividly remember first days of medical school when we're all in one big lecture hall And all these different people were coming in to talk to us about medical school and all the different things that would happen and kind of this sense of waiting until somebody came and found me and told me that a mistake had been made and I shouldn't be there. Um, And I've had that throughout other parts of my 
medical career in different areas, like back when I used to work in emergency medicine and worried that I shouldn't actually be there, that why hadn't they figured out that I shouldn't be there in eMERGE. And it's interesting because I think when we have self-doubt, really what we're doing is we're using, you know, small bits of evidence to stir up this doubt and ignoring large pieces of more positive evidence. And so like in things like the, say, emergency medicine or early years of career, I remember lots of kind of self-doubt and imposter syndrome stuff. You know, you may have a, a small handful of things where somebody says, oh, you know, so-and-so came back in and did you know that they had this and you missed it? Uh, and you, your brain focuses so much on those things and beats you to shreds about those things, or at least mine did. <laughs> Uh, but then ignores all the hundreds of other people that you saw that didn't bounce back with a bad diagnosis that you probably made the correct diagnosis on and they're fine. Um, and so it's where our brain chooses to focus and our brains are tuned in to focus on the negative aspects automatically. And so that is what they naturally do. Now, the problem is, is when your brain is focused in that self-doubt, if we think of it in terms of the thought model that we've talked about. So let's talk about how self-doubt and thoughts that lead to self-doubt end up showing up in our lives. So if I use the example of me in the early years um, of when I was working in emergency medicine where I had so much anxiety and self-doubt. Uh, you know, so I had a shift and saw patients. That would be the circumstance. Uh, that's factual, neutral, like all circumstances are. My thoughts about it might have been, I don't know if I should be here. I'm worried. I'm missing important things. That gives me self-doubt. What do I do when I'm in that self-doubt? Well, I can kind of spin, honestly, um, spend time obsessing about whether or not I should be there and whether or not I'm doing a good enough job. But then that t actually, interestingly, takes you away from actually doing a good job. Like that mental energy that you spend spinning and that I spent spinning about whether or not I'm doing a good enough job and did I miss anything, I could have been using it to read or look more stuff up or learn more. And yet I was in this, all this mental chatter that kind of distracted me and probably would make me less present in actual moments when I was seeing patients in, in the emergency room. And so that gives me the result of maybe not being the best doctor I could have been. I think I was still a very good doctor in that setting looking back, but, you know, maybe not as good as what I could have been, which gives my brain proof and evidence that maybe I'm not as good as what I should be. And so you can see that that self-doubt ends up with you getting stuck. Same thing for weight. If you're thinking, I don't know if I can do this. I'm not sure if I can lose weight. That gives you an emotion of self-doubt. That self-doubt, how do you act when you're thinking you're not sure if you can lose weight and you're doubting? You, maybe you don't start trying to lose weight. Maybe you give yourself permission to go off plan because you're not sure 
if you can actually do it. Maybe you get overly focused on the results and how they're not happening fast enough. Um, and that gives you the result of you're not losing the weight you want to. And it, again, it gives your brain proof that maybe you can't lose weight. And so again, it becomes a situation where you're a little bit stuck. So what I want to do is I want to give you kind of three tips on how to manage self-doubt. So if this is a big issue for you, I want to let you know how to deal with it uh, so it becomes less of an issue. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to be something you fix immediately. I think it is something that takes a bit of practice and building awareness and really watching your thoughts, but I think it is something that you can manage and improve. So first, you need to find the thought, and that can be difficult. Uh, I think some of these thoughts that give us self-doubt are really sneaky, and maybe we don't really have awareness of them because they're kind of hurtful. Like, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not a good doctor. Maybe I'm not a good enough mom. All those thoughts feel a little hurtful. Maybe I can't lose weight. That feels scary. So sometimes these thoughts are buried down. And it may take a bit of asking yourself, what am I thinking when I'm doubting myself? And just keep asking yourself and see what comes up to find those thoughts that are hidden deeper down and maybe driving the self-doubt on a deeper level. Then I think the second part is recognize that everything that's leading to the self-doubt is a story. So it's a story your brain is telling you and it's probably flavored with negativity. Um, when we have self-doubt about interactions with people, with other people, we're telling ourselves a story about what that person might have thought about that interaction, what that person meant by their words, what might happen down the road because of that interaction. It's all a story. It's None of it is truly based in fact. It's our interpretation of it. And unless we actually say to the person, hey, what did you mean by that? Hey, what were you thinking? Um, we'll never know the truth. And honestly, even if you ask a person, hey, what were you thinking? What did you mean by that? You might not get the truth. They may be thinking something totally different. And we have no way of knowing what they're thinking. So then our brain projects things and it projects a story about what they might be thinking and what that might mean to us. But the reality is, we don't know. It's all a story. Same goes in medicine. Like if you feel a colleague isn't happy with you or is questioning your skills or a patient's not happy, unless they truly say, I'm not happy with you because of this, uh, you really don't know what they're thinking. And so often we try to interpret their behavior and we interpret stuff and make it mean something. And really, that's just a story. And so that brings me to the third point is decide how you want to think. So the best way I heard somebody describe this is if we can never know what other people are thinking about us, then we may as well decide that they think we're awesome. Why wouldn't you? And so, you know, if you can't tell what somebody thinks of you, if you can't tell, unless they're saying stuff outright to you, if you can't tell what they think of your work, uh, if you can't tell if you're going to lose weight or not because you haven't done it before, may as well just to choose to think that you're awesome and that you can do anything. Think how much easier life would be. And we talked a little bit about this in one of the earlier episodes. Think how amazing your life would be is if you just wake up every morning thinking I'm awesome and I'm killing it. And they think I'm awesome and they think I'm awesome. And look at all the people that think I'm awesome versus what I think a lot of us do is go, 
oh, look at, they, I'm not sure what they think of me. I don't think they think I'm good enough. All those sorts of self-doubt thoughts. And if you're thinking everybody thinks I'm awesome, that gives you an emotion of confidence or something similar, which then your actions are quite different. You're not stuck in the same way that self-doubt makes you stick. And so that's what I'm going to work on with, you know, as I stretch myself outside my comfort zones with this podcast and everything else that I'm doing is I'm going to work on just thinking that this is exactly what you guys need and that it's helping lots of people. And I think I'll have far less self-doubt and then I'll have far less of the food cravings and everything that that emotion of self-doubt and the restlessness that follows it was giving me. And so like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you want to make sure that this podcast is truly helping you in the best way it can, send me an email with what things you're working on, what things are working really well for you, and what things do you still need some help in? What topics would you like me to cover? Email is info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends. I'd really appreciate it if you share it. And if you could take the time to leave a review, I really appreciate all the reviews that you guys are leaving. All right. Have a fantastic week, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. And now for a quick disclaimer. This podcast contains general education information on weight loss for physicians. I'm not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing.